Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Who is going to be first to the floor here? And it was Marcus Smart as he usually is. That's not the first time we've seen a superstar in green and white sacrifice the body. The Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers, as always, in a game that was never <laughs> in we're doubt. Accustomed to. Never yes, in doubt. Yes, indeed. All right. The fellas, we're here. Jake's in his car recording live. Um, we've got Jackson. Mate, how are you? Very well. I haven't done one of these in a while, and I was like, when should I go back on? So I saw Philly was playing today. I was like, well, there's an easy win. You know, I'll come on and yeah, I can yeah. talk a lot of smack about that. And here I am, right on time, after a, a win against the Sixers. So I'm wonderful, mate. Hope you are too. Joe, here as well. How are yeah. you, my friend? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just um, similar to Jackson, eh? Hey? Good way to knock the cobwebs out. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, we are <laughs> driving and podcasting. Jake's actually going full noise on the motorway right now. Yeah. We, I'm, yeah. I'm just going self, I'm just trust, trusting Elon. We're going self driving and we're going to podcast <laughs> same, same time. We've got a, we've got a car, we've got a bad angle in New Zealand, and I've just got like existential wide behind us. Yeah. We've got a great. Mix of, of backgrounds today. This is beautiful. <laughs> All right, fellas, I know where we want to start. Look, death, taxes, and the Boston Celtics beating the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and it was, it was not pretty. There were some questionable coaching decisions, the late game execution, maybe Jason Tatum's worst game um, of the season. Um, Jackson, where do, you, where do you want to start here, mate? Um, Still picking myself up up the floor after <laughs> yeah. the last the last sequence because I you're gonna think I'm absolutely full of it here. I had a dream something like that happened <laughs> against us. Someone heaved a ball. It was it was the Phoenix Suns that did it to us in the finals. Um, and this is about a week ago, and I was like, oh, that'll never happen. And then you can imagine my existential horror when I see it happen before <laughs> again today. Thankfully, it didn't count. And it kind of you have to sort of take a, a step back to say, wait a minute, that was a. That was a game-winning to Jason Tatum three-pointer in the clutch on the road against Philadelphia in a game when, in terms of seedings, is quite pretty important. That's a huge win. I, I had nowhere else to start other than that's a huge, awesome, memorable, one of the season's best wins. Yeah, memorable, <laughs> super memorable. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, Sorry, we're, 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 no, no, mate, you're next. Um, we're never going to forget this one, right? I mean, the Tatum to win it, the the confidence to bounce back because he was hesitant. Um, there was one three in particular that he did not shoot, which was very out of character. But to come back and knock down the pull-up three game winner, I mean, that's big cojones right there. Very, very large cojones. I think you know, <laughs> he just needed to get himself unstuck. 
you know, he hit that he hit that three with about what was it, a minute and a half left. Um just needed to, to see it go in, you know. Yeah. And uh, then it was back to his usual confident self. I think where for me I have to start is uh, a comment from one Mike Wayne Spoonie, who I'm hoping to get a live cross from, yep. but maybe we won't. So so Wayne Wayne was in the building <laughs> tonight. Um and 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 this is a direct report. A grown <laughs> man was screaming. We'll never beat them over and over on my way out of the stadium. And like, it's just, it's just the darndest thing. Like there's teams that have our number and we just have these guys number. They will never beat us. We've got a Rolodex of teams numbers at the moment. Philly's in there. Brooklyn's in there. I think Memphis have beat Memphis us once in the last, what, 15 or something like that. So, They've never man, beaten Jason names. Tatum. Yeah. Denver, no, they not. Denver's like one in seven in the last eight, uh, seven or eight maths. Yeah. Tough. Um, Just yeah, don't talk to me about Orlando or the Golden yeah, State Warriors. Yeah, exactly. But you know, some yeah. teams have a, some teams bizarre, really right? give us problems. You know, yeah. The Raptors always always terrified me. Um, yeah, the, the Heat especially. Like, the, yeah, we played down. Like to watch what the Heat did yesterday in an embarrassing performance against a Giannisless less Bucks uh, team, yeah. and then what they do against us, it just really doesn't make any sense. Um, so annoying. But, yeah. What's great news is that Philly's a contender for. Um, at least this season, and to have a team in the top three of the East that you feel really, really confident about going against in the playoffs. Like, if you're a Philly fan, if you can't win tonight's game, like, when are you going to be able to beat the Celtics? Embiid and Harden coming off an all-star break rested. One of the big um, reasons I always back the Celtics in the playoffs, especially second round and on, is um, the athleticism, the youth, the conditioning. Even Al Horford, you know, at, at his late stage, like one of the best conditioned you know, guys in the league for, for his whole career, you get one of Jason Tatum's worst games as, you know, in his MVP season and you still can't win. Like in what, what scenario, Embiid has a, what do you have it end up with, 40 tonight? Like he, he couldn't, yeah. was, he was incredible. Um, if you can't win a game like tonight, I'm, I'm not sure how you can, you just got to be seeing the Boston Celtics in your nightmares. Yeah, I mean, they'll beat us eventually, I'm sure of it, but I just think we've got, we've just got too much evidence and too much, uh, there's just too much tape on us being better than them over a period of time. Like, they'll get a game here and there, but if we were to meet them in the playoffs, then you don't get too ahead of yourselves, but I mean, you'd, you'd think on, on history, that's a four, that's a five, six game series max, because we just seem to have the knack over them. But yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly, Jake, like when... If not tonight, then when is it going to be? Like they played last time they played us, Jalen left with the facial yep. fracture halfway no through. Marcus, I think we're missing no other bodies. Yep. No Rob. Precisely. Yeah. Whereas tonight you probably get the, the best you can get out of Joel Embiid. Probably the best you can get out of Tobias Harris, you know, given, you know, what yeah. he's been about lately. Um and Tatum straight up sucked a bar <laughs> like two or three moments. Um and it was a resulting a loss. So yeah, I'd be sad if I was a Philly fan, man. Really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would have to be sad. I think, like, <laughs> it is actually hard you to would. see the path. It is it. You, you're right. It's actually hard to see the path because um, I, it just seems to be a like depth thing, you know? Um, like, when MB went out, man, like, that's when we made our runs and he has yeah. to go out because he can't play 48. And we've got, we've got a couple dudes that can play 48. You know, it's um, durability. And fitness are a big advantage for our two guys, because um, I, I honestly still I think Embiid's a better player than Tatum. But sure. But 
Tatum can impact the game for 40. You know what I mean? Like the cumulative impact of Tatum over a game uh, often outweighs what Embiid's able to do just because it's shorter minutes or whatever, you know? And, um, and yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I just don't really see them. I just, I can't see them beating us. I just don't. <laughs> I think, I also think like Harden is not like, like as far as guard matchups go, like he's he's a good guard matchup for us, you know. Yeah. We we are built to deal with Harden, especially at this point in his career. Like now he he has trouble getting past lesser def- like you know lesser defenders than he did five years ago. And you've got Marcus, Jalen, Jason. Um, I think you know half the Celtics roster had a play on Harden tonight where he was trying to go to the rim and Harden's left arms in the air. He has his his typical he has his look that he does, hands up against the chin. Um, to so the he, rest, he gets, his, he gets his little case of hardened Tourette's on yeah. the way to the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's trying to grab anything that's not a clean look at the rim. And um, what did he end up tonight? Five for sixteen, two for seven from three, nine for nine from the line. Like the like the the free throw disparity in the game today was just absurd. And I think when you play that out in a playoff series, there's going to probably be one or two games where that's just going to happen. That's what happens when you play against the Sixers. But you know, over a series. Um, there's going to be games where they don't get the calls where um, the Celtics are, you know, defending them at a at an even higher level. Um, maybe let's jump into like some, you know, individual performances. I think we've kind of touched on Tatum, one of his worst games, but money on the table. Still got a career highlight out of it. Money, money we'll on the table we'll against one yeah. of your biggest rivals to clinch the season series to push them further down the standings um, and really get pretty close to locking up um, a top two seed here. Because now for Philly to to jump us, they're they're at kind of like an extra game um, behind right. us because of the tiebreaker. Um, Jalen Brown, I thought was pretty consistently excellent throughout the game. You know, we had a couple of Jalen classic turnovers, but other than that, I think Jalen loves playing Philly. They don't have a soul on that team that can guard them. Um, Jalen McDaniel's the big pickup in the on the trade deadline. He sees food when he sees Jalen McDaniel's. That's and that's their best wing defender. Um, he had the going right at Embiid, gave him a little the too small. <laughs> it was it was mask Jalen kind of, and great to see him and do it in the mask as well. Um, Joe, what yeah. do you think of JB tonight? It was the complete JB experience. All the things that frustrate me about him were there, but the thing about Jalen is when he's playing aggressively, he's a positive contributor. And um and we sure needed his aggression tonight. Like there was that pass to like if it was gonna tick off some of the frustrating ones, it was that pass to Brogdon on the wing. And I was just like, no classic Jalen. But <laughs> man, you know, Bill Simmons used to talk about Russell Westbrook back when he liked him. He used to talk about him like the table test. Like, does he bring more to the table than he takes off the table? And like Jalen's nowhere near in the in the in the region, in the realms of like Russell Westbrook and some stuff he takes. Yeah, off I was going to say you're, yeah. <laughs> you're getting a little dangerous there. No, but, but but you know what I mean. But they they have similar. There's a similar profile, and they're both of their best when they play very aggressively. Uh-huh. So I look. I'm if Jalen's putting pressure on the Sixers, like I'll live with the mistakes. I just don't like passive mistakes from Jalen. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, they did a couple of things. I don't think I've really seen them before. That lead pass to to Rob was a a beauty. Fantastic. Oh, stop it. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, JB in, uh, in transition tonight was, was a blurb. Jackson, thoughts? Jalen? 
I just, I just think, yeah, he, he looks completely unbothered by the mask. I think that I heard on, I was listening to the commentary and they said something like, oh, uh, he's likened playing in the mask to playing basketball through binoculars. And it's like, well, it doesn't really like bother him that much, really. Cause like you said, Joe, it was the ultimate JV experience. We got the best and we got the worst. So, you know, if, if he was, if he was uncharacteristically good or uncharacteristically bad, you could, you could attribute that to the mask either it's got magic powers or he can't see out of it one or the other but he just looked completely unbothered by it and it was you know it was a fantastic display my particular favorite play was the the pull up uh from the free throw line and he sent pj tucker just to uh, like a mac is for suburbs <laughs> michael jordan tremendous yeah yeah come on like they even well, talked yeah. about it on the broadcast like that was just filthy like it was yeah, the, the the mirror image of mj and the shot um you, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that, right, Jay? Yeah. My wife's just walked in. Um, <laughs> I saw that. And I've, ordinarily, I wouldn't do this, but I feel the need to explain what happened in this game. <laughs> I showed my girlfriend the replay too, so she could bask in it. It so was nuts, right? Likewise. So, so we were down early, then we came <laughs> back and took a lead by seven, and then they came back and they went up by 15, and then we came back up and we went up by 10, and then they came back and went up by one. And then we came back and we went up by like <laughs> four. And then they tied it up. And then, and then, and then, and, and then, then at the end of the game, <laughs> our guy, our guy, our guy had a three pointer with 1.3 seconds Jason left. And then I had like a, like a full court shot, but it was after the buzzer. So we won. How good. There we go, a little <laughs> you talk to You talk to your wife the same way I talk to my girlfriend, the same, like, and then, and then there was this and one. Then, and, um, it just must be universal. I'm so happy you for made you. It, yeah. Yes. I'm glad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad the orange ball, <laughs> right. the green, the green <laughs> team yeah. with the orange ball did good today, honey. So lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Jalen Brown, very good at basketball, loves ripping the heart out of Philadelphians. But I think maybe the unsung hero in the midst of tonight, Mr. Playoff Al, made an wow. appearance tonight. And I feel like yeah. he does this when he senses that Jason's off, that JB is off, he's like, all right, reminded me very much of game four against Milwaukee, where it was looking a little dicey. The, the nod, the, yeah. okay, yeah, all right, that one. All right, yeah. elbowed, elbowed <laughs> yeah, Giannis in the face and said, hey, what do you have, four threes in the third quarter? He had back-to-back-to-back threes, 9-0 run, Al Horford on Philly. Um, not quite the Embiid stopper that he was uh, in years previous, but I think without Al Horford sparking them in the third quarter, I don't think they'd get the win here, right, Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You say he wasn't that effective guarding Embiid, and I would sign off on that totally because he got to the line pretty much whenever he wanted. He scored in line, you know, scored pretty much whenever he wanted. But I stopped, I noticed that Embiid was really not going to the line or getting really anything inside from like the fourth quarter on. And like, obviously, you can attribute that to fatigue but that's the kind of physical defense that Al was throwing at him when Grant Williams came in he was throwing that at him as well Marcus as well so you know this it's it's kind of like he's obviously by committee it's to just grind these big you know dominating centers down you know like Embiid like Giannis so um I think you have to attribute most of that effort to Horford though because he really he takes that role and he seems to relish in it and I don't know if if he's in Embiid's head or not but you know there's that that's that's a lopsided you know encounter when Embiid goes up against against Al Horford. And yeah, those threes that he hit in the third quarter, you know, just chimed in. He always seems to chime in when people are, when we're just not shooting that well and, you know, get us back on track. So a great, yeah, great game from Al Horford tonight. 
against his former team that obviously hates yeah, it yeah. Yeah. all the time because he loves it so much. As Jordan said in the chat here, Al hates Philly and yes, loves, Jordan. So loves playing Philly. And so do we. We, we hate <laughs> Philly and we love playing Philly because you can't, you, you don't get these feelings just walking around in life. Um, when, you, when you play the Philadelphia 76ers, it's just a little bit special. And, and a little bit of a broader point, you know, like the All-Star game sucked. The yes. NBA is, isn't it? like, let's be yeah. honest, guys, like we're kind of a little bit insulated from it because we're Celtics fans. The NBA <laughs> is in a bit of malaise right now. But then a game like tonight, it just reminds you just how great a game basketball is, yeah. you know, and, and you know, things, things might get rough for the NBA, who knows, but, but you've got that at its heart, that the beating heart of the NBA is like what we had tonight. It's just an amazing, it's just an amazing yeah. experience that, like you say, um, that, like you say, Jake Eisenberg, a.k.a. Walter White, a.k.a. Derek White, yeah, the mistress. Okay, the white Derek White. Mistress, man. <laughs> the mistress was out tonight. Why do you think I'm in the car? You know, I'm, I've, I've, sn- I've snuck out. I've snuck out. Is that uh, your burner phone that you call on to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, I'm, just, I'm just waiting. Once he gets out of the cold tub, we're, you know, we're, we're, getting, we're getting straight to it. Um, as, <laughs> as good as... And that's a little... It's a little bit of a tease. We may have a special guest coming on at some point in the podcast, and we'll see if I need to tone up or down the uh, the mistress <laughs> love. But um, speaking of Derek White, as good as Al Horford was, as good as Jalen Brown was, both of them, you know, as far as plus minus goes, were minuses in this game. Al Horford minus twelve, Jalen Brown minus six. Now Derek White, the Buffalo, the mistress, uh, has just been unreal. He was a game high plus twenty five. Seven for nine from the field, 18 points. three-point win. Like. Mental. He was incredible, and he's been, like, just on a stupid, stupid, stupid tear. But one, how good is Derek White? And two, what is Joe Mazzula doing not closing the game with Derek White and closing it with Grant Williams? Um, maybe you're thinking that we want people that can handle Embiid. That wasn't happening. Give me someone who's, who was doubling Embiid better than anyone else tonight. He was getting <laughs> hands in passing lanes, causing havoc, moving the ball doing all of the Derek White stuff. Um, it was, Joe, Joe Mazzul deserves to spend maybe a night in prison for um, closing closing the game with Grant Williams instead of Derek White. So it was an atrocious decision. Grand theft of Buffalo, I Grand- believe the charges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, Joe. Buffalo soldiers need to mount up. <laughs> yeah, no, what do we, I, yeah. I don't know, man. He might be better than smart. Offensively, it works way better with him. I love yeah. Smart, um, but if Smart really doesn't have it, then you gotta you gotta go with Derek White, man. Like, I don't know. There's probably a sense in which he's perceived as slight, right? So he's going to get picked on. I remember he got picked on the most in the playoffs, but man, he puts pressure on the opposition, constant pressure, with few mistakes. And I'm going to keep beating this drum, but guys who put pressure on the opposition and make few mistakes, that's what makes successful teams. Um, but like that, that intangible, the, the non-box score stuff, that's what that is. You know, That's what creates opportunity for other players. I, I, I love Derek White, and, and I thought he should have been out there tonight. Over smart. Yeah. The, that double big lineup that we all fell in love with and was just like the symbol of just utter dominance the back end of last season and whatnot. I saw that lineup tonight and a part of me was like, I wish Derek White was starting. 
really do. Like, and we've had the luxury. They've had the luxury of, of you know, luxury is the wrong word, but with the injuries, he's able to start. And he's able to you know get cooking from from the beginning. But I think when it was Marcus Smart picked up his fourth foul when he was standing right over Embiid and Embiid kind that of like terrible. you know like necked him off and that was his force he had to go out. Pretty sure we're down <laughs> eight at that stage, and I know it was fifteen, but. Then Derek White comes in, and it, that's that's the you know it was twenty three to three run minus what six point whatever. Anyway, he was he was the key to that run and getting that momentum back. And when he was taken out at the end, and Smart came back in, I thought to myself, this is this this could go wrong, and it started to go pretty wrong. And you know he was in there at the end, inbounding that ball um, to Marcus, who laid it off to Jason. So Derek White minutes, as far as I'm concerned, are winning minutes, and he is. I'm not quite prepared to sign off on he's better than smart uh, Joe, but this this month, the evidence and the resume that he's building for himself so far this year, he's becoming very close to being a more almost important contributor to this team than smart was, at least this year. I think lately, I mean, obviously smart was out, missed a chunk of time, and Steve Jones from the Dunkers pot, uh, Dunkers spot pot, I always, I love this point that he makes. It's like sometimes you're an injury away, kind of figuring out a couple of things. And the smart injury completely unlocked Derek White. Um, honestly, from a confidence standpoint, I know uh, Van Gundy spoke about it on the broadcast. Um, Derek White sometimes feels like he's the one who doesn't believe that he's amazing. Um, and he's yeah. playing like he believes that he's amazing at the moment. Um, the confidence that he plays with, because as you said, Joe, like that's you, you hit the nail on the head. He doesn't make mistakes. mistakes. He's always first, like, first to the floor, first to the ball. Like that play where Tatum, like Harden, like forced something, we got a deflection, and Tatum should have gone the other way for a fast break when we were up four, like a minute or two left. If that's Derek White, he gets that ball and it's a layup. Like he's just so quick to react. He's so locked in. He's just like similar to Smart. That's why I love both of them, is that they're half a second ahead on so many plays. And that's what I love about, about D. White, is that he's just, he's, he's like, he's playing 4D chess. He's just, He's at the spot a little quicker than you. He's getting that floater up just before you think he's actually has a has space to shoot it. Um, I think you just you, you should be closing with Derek and Marcus. Um, I think. Can you do that? I think you can do yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, the the contrast. If we're gonna like, I feel like we're trying to drive Jake because you're like, hey, can they play together? But I do kind of yeah. want to compare them a little bit too, like because because Smart's like a he's like a mad genius, you know. Smart is a basketball genius, but he's a mad genius. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Derek White's just like kind a of scholar. a basketball. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, um, I can't, he's just like, he's just like a basketball computer, you know? Yeah. With, uh, if he jump shot. But he, he's Derek he's just, GPT. Derek GPT. <laughs> <laughs> we got another he one. Is, he's AI. <laughs> he just spits it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think they can play together, I think th- but I think they complement each other well, though. Um, you know, Derek, especially with the shooting coming along, um, I still kind of tr- like don't mind Marcus shooting threes when, it's ca- when it comes to catch and shoot. Half of yeah. shooting in the playoffs especially is having the confidence to take them and make them. We can, we can name, you know, several big playoff games where Marcus has hit threes and been the reason the game has swung. Game two against the Raptors comes to mind um, in the bubble. Um, plenty, and so, like, Derek White, Having that confidence now as well, I think when you think about shooting in that lineup, that could be a concern. But um, the way that Derek's shooting at the moment, I don't think it's a concern. Um, it's just whether or not you're closing with Al or Rob, um, which is maybe a good transition. I think I think Al was we've, we've spoken about. I thought this was maybe one of the best Rob games we've seen in a while. I think Rob 
hasn't quite looked like himself lately. Um, but tonight it felt like he was doing all the Rob things. It, in, there was that one play where I think um, Breen was like, oh, remember Malcolm Brogdon got the steal, but it's like, no, that was Robert Williams' seven foot six wingspan just like sticking an arm out, getting a deflection and going back the other way. He had the, the transition, fast break, Jalen to Rob, dunk. It felt like some of the Rob stuff where, you know, you ask yourself the question, how many centers in the NBA could have pulled off that specific play tonight? And it was good to see Rob kind of pull, stringing that stuff together. A classic, you know, he didn't miss a shot tonight, right? It was- um, Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he almost took a three as well. Yes. <laughs> went in. So yeah. 14, range. eight, one, one, no blocks. Um, the defense I thought was fine. Um, he had a, a great position on Embiid early, but I thought it was really gr- encouraging um, for Rob because it feels like he, him and Grant have been the two guys we kind of haven't been like at kind of expectations or above. Yeah, I, I still will give him like the benefit of the doubt coming off the injury, and yeah. you know there's going to be a bit of tentativeness there to like you know not go too hard and and blow the knee out. But tonight was a was a tough physical game, and he's played in tough physical games since he's come back. And you know, other than like the the, the load management, the games he has off here and there, he doesn't appear to be you know struggling or you know too far off the pace as of late. And you know, if is that the best game that we've had from him this season? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent from the field. You know, effective rebounds. Um, there's a couple, there was a couple of offensive boards that I think he took down that were, that were huge in the second half there. So yeah, man, uh, we all love Robert Williams and to see him, you know, play the way that he is and affect the games in the way that, the way that he does is, is wonderful. Joe, give us, give yeah, us some Rob, <laughs> give us some Rob analysis. I think he's always on the chain end, like he's at the tail end of the chain of good, good decisions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's sort of, um, similar to Hauser really, where, and Grant, okay. where he plays, he seems to play well when the team's playing well. And um, I wonder if it benefited him playing those second unit minutes because maybe he fits better. Maybe he fits better with White. Um, I mean, I'm a little down on Brogdon right now. Like, he, don't get me wrong, he brings plenty to the table. <laughs> we need the shooting. But <laughs> I've got some bones to pick with his decision making. Um, but I mean, hey, he fair. shoots the ball that's and fair. it goes in a lot, you know, so that that's really helpful. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, maybe, I yeah, I just sort of feel like it's, he's just one of those guys that it's, it's hard to assess how they're like playing sometimes because that's their games and their roles are contingent on other people doing their, playing their roles well further up the food mm-hmm. chain. So I'm, I'm probably less inclined to, to, to go too hard on him, but I think you're probably right. Like I don't, think he's same as the pre-injury guy because who he was pre-injury right like that's when we were smoking teams by 20 20 points in the first quarter he had a huge amount to do that but i trust him a lot when he's out there i like how he just plays he doesn't overthink he's like he's like the anti-jalen he's just total opposites (laughs) to jalen you know he's just all instant you know um yes and yeah so you can always have that yeah, he mm. does, yeah, he doesn't have to think. He, um, yeah, he's he's not quite maybe the AI computer that, that Derek White is, but um, he's just like a a natural. Like he's I don't know. He's, he's like a dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. He's just jamming, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I on the trade deadline podcast, a I, I um, equated him to a mermaid just because of the siren song of Rob. I just can't resist, um, <laughs> can't resist him. And uh, but I think yeah, he. 
he just he just has a natural feel for it. Like um, he's an o- an ocean animal, a dolphin, a whale. Um, he's just in his element. Um, can play within chaos. Can play like a set pick and roll stuff. Um, really encouraging to see to see him get kind of get back on track. Um, kind of looking at you, you mentioned Hauser. Um, I want to ask maybe a broader question about the depth of the team. Um, and how that kind of bodes for both the regular season and the playoffs. Because um, I was looking at, I pulled together a video um, on the on the bench from the Pacers game because that that was the reason they won the game was because of D. White, Brogdon, and Hauser. Um, over the last ten games, Derek White is averaging twenty five and six on forty nine, forty three, and eighty nine. Brogdon eighteen three and four on fifty five, fifty three, ninety two, and Hauser's ten four and one on 54, 42% from three and hasn't attempted a free throw in 10 games. That is absurd production from three right. guys coming off your bench, right? Insane efficiency, solid defense. We saw, we, how, it was clear it was not a Hauser game. Um, that was the one guy that Harden was able to actually cook off the dribble and they were like, that, that's, what's, that's crazy. There was one dude on the team that Harden was able to actually beat consistently off the bounce and it was Hauser. Other than that, there was no one he could beat consistently, um, which speaks to um, kind of where Harden is right now. But um, I think House has proven most nights he can he can kind of hang defensively. What are you, what are your kind of thoughts on the bench mob, Joe? Um, what it means kind of with the stretch run, and do you, do you see um, this being kind of like an added weapon, something we didn't have last playoffs? Yeah, we feel real deep, eh? Yeah. Um, I I I kind of wonder. Kind of wonder whether the way the season will play out. What is in your pump bottle, bro? Oh, that's fi- that's that's fireball. That's fireball. Okay, <laughs> that's fireball. Fireball in the in the car. You beauty. That's fi- well, he was just sitting there, and the fourth quarter was getting very stressful. And so, hey, if anyone wants Pulling, to climb in the car, pints worth you, need it, to, yeah. you need to bring up. You need to bring up that. that is a classic Aussie clip of the guy who's crashed his car. Was it? What is that? Uh, American Honey. That's American Honey as well. Look. I'm not homeless, oh, um, just so anyone's watching on YouTube. I'm just, I've moved from, from state to state and I, can't, I currently don't have a house I'm staying at. Sister-in-law's house, I'm fine, but they don't have terrible internet. So the car is the best place for all Celtics viewing and Celtics um, content producing activities. Go on, Joe. Well, <laughs> I'll get to the actual point in a second, but there's this classic Aussie video that we should probably link to in the comments. Yeah, you know, we'll the have guy, to. And he's, and he's got an absolute skin fillet he's steamed as and he's pulled over on the side of the road and he's 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 wrecked his car and the, the police officer comes over and knocks to the window and he's like are you right mate he's like yeah i'm just waiting for a mate I'm just waiting for a mate <laughs> like i've been here all night just waiting for a mate <laughs> oh yeah any time anyone wants to hop in um come on down oh, put the, bench. Bench, you know, the bench um yeah i sort of feel like if we win, it'll, it it might be quite a boring road to the title. Like, I feel like if we win, it'll be because we really dominate. And we're going to dominate in those parts where we can stretch it out against other teams' bench. Um, it's really important to have, like, you don't need to go 10 deep, but no. you need to have some weapons at, like, 6, 7, and 8, you know? And, um, and yeah, it looks like we've got a couple of guys that can really extend leads. So, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what, what, what things look like with, with playoff rotations. It might be closer, maybe. But um, I'm optimistic that we're actually like significantly better than most teams' benches. 
Yeah, this I think this is the deepest team that yeah. I've you know since I've started since been supporting the Celtics. I think this is the deepest team we've had. You know, we didn't even we didn't, we haven't seen any of Mike Muscala for the last two games. So I don't think he's injured. I just think you know, he's, you know we just we just don't need that you know forty percent free three point shooting tonight. We'll be okay with the guys that we have. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm I've got confidence in everybody. Um, I'm a staunch defender of Grant Williams. He hasn't been playing, you know, brilliantly lately. But then, you know, you look at, you know, the likes of Derek White coming off the bench, Brogdon, you know, for, for the flaws that he does have. He's been, you know, he's the best three-point shooter in the NBA. So to bring yeah. that off your bench is, 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 is handy, to say the least. So, no, I just think, you know, it doesn't matter whether if we, we're almost injury-proof at this stage. And obviously, if that's Tatum, that's probably a different story. But, um, you know, I've just got to have the utmost confidence in the bench. And I think it's, it's, it's going to carry us a long way. Yeah, I think it's just something we didn't have last season and in the playoffs, right? Like, we basically were eight deep from January on all the way through the playoffs and big Tatum minutes, big Jalen minutes, um, and not just the minutes, the the load they were carrying when they were, were on the court um, was heavy as well. Versus now, Brogdon can take the load. Je- you know, Derek White can take the load. Um, Brogdon just, you know, can take a lead from... From four to twelve in in a, in the blink of an eye, um, it kind you know you kind of understand why Pritchard really wanted to get traded because like there's no minutes for him on this team if we're healthy, right? Like even in the yeah. regular season, like Muscala is not playing. I'm surprised we haven't seen him in the last couple of days. I saw something maybe about an ankle thing that's kind of like he could easily play, but isn't the best. Um, would have been interesting to maybe see him tonight, give them some more shooting because. Um, I felt like they, they didn't get up a lot, like 37 yeah. three-point attempts. That's pretty low for the Celtics tonight. Um, and beat obviously, sorry, just, yeah, go on. Just to jump in, think about it. Didn't the Blake Griffin have like five three-pointers last time he played the Sixers yeah. as well? And he was like doing a good job and was effective. Didn't see him at all tonight because we're fully healthy. And we're like, no, nah, this is our unit. Send it out. So, you know. Cornette as well has been, of, yeah. Yeah. Not in quite an embarrassment of riches, but we've, we're, we're quite wealthy off the bench, you know, without a doubt. No, I, th- I, I do think it's an embarrassment. All- yeah, we off off the beach. I don't know. I feel yeah. like we've got <laughs> a couple of investment properties. Like this is <laughs> upper upper middle class. Yeah, this, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think we're we're pretty close to the the elite one percent, like eat the rich territory Probably. when it comes Probably. to <laughs> roster development. I mean, um, like if you're Philly, for example, you feel deep, but it's like, um, I don't know. George's Niang, can you, he can't I play in the playoffs against the Celtics. Like that that's food. Jalen McDaniel's. I'm sorry, like, um, he he's a 32% three-point shooter. I know he hit six threes against the Celtics earlier in the season, so people were a little worried at the deadline. He There's, there's a reason no one else, he got traded for a second-round pick and there was no other team that swooped in um, to, to grab him from the 76ers. Like, not a playoff guy, never been in the playoffs. Um, good luck coming to Boston and making him your seventh guy. Um, like, that's just not not a realistic... Um, like, outside of the Bucks. I think they like are maybe the second deepest team in the league. The Pelicans, when Zion's in are healthy, Clippers maybe feel that way. But um, it's like they've got a lot of good guys, but every guy is like slightly worse than our depth. But um, like the the Bucks are pretty deep as well. Jay Crowder was was good yesterday. Ingles has been good. But um, when you look at the Celtics' depth, I mean, the fact that you can't even get Pritchard or Muscala into the game, and Hauser plays two minutes. Like, it's and I, I I do like what um Joe Mazzola did here. So, Pacers game, he got four minutes and it was kind of confounding 
tonight he plays 28 minutes, probably five minutes too long, I thought. But um, I thought Grant over Hauser versus the Pacers game, both of those decisions were correct. It was just the Grant over Derek White decision um, that I had a pretty serious problem mm-hmm. with. Um, any other takeaways from this specific game? Like, does this kind of change how you feel about them? Like the Celtics going forward or Philly or anything like that? Joe? No, no, man. I, I think I've actually got to bounce now, guys, but yeah. I think I've, I feel pretty Closing similar. Thoughts. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Um, <laughs> hey, look, at the end of the day, it's all about how do we play against Milwaukee? That'll be yeah. a scary, scary series and it'll go seven. And yeah. that'll be amazing. For um, me today, for me today was a victory over Milwaukee because they've won thirteen straight. There's no way they shouldn't have taken the top seed by now, and we're just just keeping them away. And right. this is a game that could have easily coughed up, and everyone would be like, "Whatever, it happens." Philly pretty good, but not beat them again. Keep a distance. That's how hard it is to overtake top seeds, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't get much overtaking at the top of the table. It's very difficult to do. Everyone yeah, we'll wins see. too much. Jo- Joe, you did call it when the Celtics were up about five on the Bucks. That I said it was over. And you said it was, it was over. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't feel as good about it. <laughs> but, you know, but hey, they'll they'll drop two out of three or, yeah. you know, or three out of five at some point. Like, they will. Um, Giannis, I think, has banged his knee. Sorry, might have missed a few games. Yeah, yeah that was interesting yesterday. There. If anyone was watching the Bucks game yesterday, he was, we had we had a whole, because of the all-sub break, we had like 10 days of Giannis' wrist drama. Um, and then he doesn't miss a single game. But then he leaves in the first quarter with a knee injury. Um, I haven't seen any updates as far as his status for tomorrow's game. They play the Suns tomorrow. I don't believe Durant is going to be playing for that one. I think they've circled Charlotte, the next Phoenix game, as the Kevin Durant opener. The real Durrell says the Bucks losing tomorrow against Phoenix. I hope you're right. I, I, there's no... like. Phoenix could easily get a win against the Bucks tomorrow, especially if Giannis is out. If Booker if Booker's playing, um, I, there's no, it, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns were able to um, take out the Bucks for us. Um, do you think the one seed's important, Joe and Jackson? I feel like I haven't gotten your specific thoughts on that. Like, um, I'm someone who's not super concerned with like actually getting the one seed because um, we're we're the kind of the best road team in the NBA for the last season and a half, Jackson. So for me, I think it would be a great thing to get attaining the one seed and never letting it slip. And not just the one seed for the East, but the one seed if it gets to the finals, you know, having that over a Denver or a Phoenix or a yeah. Memphis or what have you. So for me, it is important. But look, if you if you said end the season right now with the two seed, your first round matchup is going to be, uh, I don't know, the Knicks or whatever. I'd be like, okay, fine. You know, so be it. So it doesn't really bother me that much, but I really, really would like it. Jim, I think I actually think it is important. Um, yeah, it's it's very high level. Yeah, hey, if you beat a team in five, of course, it didn't really matter whether you had home court advantage or not. But man, I'm glad we had Game Seven at home against Milwaukee last year. Yeah, um, I don't think Grant Williams shoots like that on in Milwaukee. So yeah, I'm pro it, man. I'm pro yeah. going for the one seed. One last rapid fire before you before you leave. Would you rather play Philly? Or Cleveland in the second round? Oh, Philly. Philly. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland gives us real problems, people are, man. People are way too, way too, living like, oh, it's just Cleveland. Don't worry about that. But no. no I reckon yeah. they're very, very much dark horse to make the finals, I, for sure. I think something that I, you know, I, I think we I think we would probably win, but I, but I, I would definitely rather play Philly. 
Um, the it way would that be do- like the Milwaukee yeah. series of seven mm. games. It would just be a war. It would they're, be great at, they're great at defending the rim, which gives Tatum issues. Um, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, they're really good. Great scorers. Really, really good. Whereas- Laveau will have 45 at least one game. Exactly, again. right? Yeah. You know, um, they, they feel like they have the potential to actually kind of, to actually do it. And they don't have, the only thing that I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, that makes me not so worried is literally Donovan Mitchell is kind of the only guy that's been in the playoffs at all. I think Levert's played like six games outside of that. Kevin Love was the only guy and now he's gone. Um, not that he was making an impact anyway, but they've got no playoff experience. That would be the thing that kind of made me feel confident. But yeah, give me Philly in round two. So if you're watching the standings, and I'm, just, I'm not just watching for the one-two seed. It's hard to kind of standings watch because three-four seed and the one-two seed are, are so close right, right now. But um, and then looking at first round, I'm, and don't give me my Miami. Then yeah, then you got the play in to contend with, yeah. so it could be anyone after exactly like, right. seven to eleven. So yeah, yeah, seven to so, ten. It's tricky. Um, Joe, are you are you going to bounce off here? Yeah, boys, I got to I got to go. But um, yeah. what a what an afternoon! What an the afternoon! It was a lot of fun, indeed. The fellas, the well, boys. thank you for stopping by, my friend. Talk soon. Hey, it was great. Cool. See you guys. Thanks, Joe. Jackson. All right, so Joe will figure it out. He'll be out soon. Oh, do I have to do okay. it? Okay. There we go. <laughs> Look at us, technological wizards from the car. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, this is. Tonight was kind of what a, what it's all about, right? As a, as a Celtics fan, as an NBA fan, you're kind of number yeah. number one, number two rival in in the conference, apparent contender in Philly. Um, to go out there and and win a game that you probably shouldn't have won, um, just if you've got any Philly friends, um, Chaden, rub it in. Yeah, just shout <laughs> shout out to you um, from my uh, my social basketball team, big Philly guy. You hate to see it, you know. It's tough. It's tough. But we're, but we're used to it, and they should be too. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, look, I think I think that's probably going to do it uh, for today's episode. We'll be back in a few days um, on both this feed and the Celtics blog feed. Um, if you weren't listening to the most recent episode, we're going to be kind of migrating back to the original first of the floor feed. So um, please subscribe to that feed if you want to keep listening to us. Um, obviously, it would help us out, and you get to hear. Um, all of our lovely voices um, for the foreseeable future. We'll be continuing to post on the Celtics blog feed um, for another few weeks um, as we uh, migrate over to CLNS Media. Um, we haven't quite quite worked out how the uh, five-on-five pickup game between us and the uh, Garden Report guys is going to work, considering we're living <laughs> on like four different continents. But um, we'll, we'll hope to get that done at a at a summer league in the future. But as always, Jackson, love your work. Great to catch up i mean you gotta you commit to a pods more often because we get because we get big wins i guess so man and i'm also <laughs> it hasn't had a chance to show it off yet but this is a new shirt that i got oh yeah oh the bill russell, russell. yeah okay. it's, you got you've got will chamberlain over the side but he's blocking some guy who's number 12 for the sixes in uh, sometime in the 60s there and it's uh yeah fitting fitting it's, uh, it's fitting. a dominating shirt over the sixes and it's dominant fitting. there are oh. many many <laughs> many examples <laughs> of the Celtics dominating the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, we'd love to see it. Thank you so much, everybody, in the chat today. Super fun to be hanging with you Thank guys you. after a big win like this. You know, we, we absolutely love it. Um, until next time, go Celtics. Peace. Peace.